Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to want to be writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, a small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have, be going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So... Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Okay. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Rebiox Video, D-Rock, D-Livingstone. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the intro that I used to do when I was sitting behind the wheel. But we have a special guest today. She is originally from Brooklyn, New York. Not residing in Northern Virginia. I mean, she started off at New Jersey, going to school, and then did her uh, Philly medical practice stat- training in Philadelphia. Then went on down to uh, now is residing in Northern Virginia. Dr. Angela Bess. Going <laughs> today, Angela. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been a, been a rough week. I'm quarantining. Oh, you so, got you got the Rona? Not the Rona, but uh, okay. I was notified that I had a patient uh, contact mm-hmm. by the tracers. So someone in my office had it, and I got the call. So I had to close the office down for the week. Okay. So uh, here I am. 
but you're you're, you're doing you're, you're okay. Oh, I'm good. Good. Yeah, I'm good. good. All right. That's what we that's what we like to hear. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. So for those of you who are not familiar with Angela Bess, would you like to be for, prefer, referred to as Doctor Angela? Good. Angela's fine. Okay. See, when I'm promoting the episode, it sounds good. I had Doctor Angela Bess on the show. <laughs> You can throw that in there every now and again, just for, you know. Just throw that in there. Yeah, 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 yeah every now and again. I'm going to change the intro. I'll probably just drop that in here now so when people listen to the episode, it's like, who is this sitting down here with this weird introduction? But anyhow, so Angela, for those people who may not be familiar with you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started on this fabulous road to running, and then we'll get into the heart of the discussion Okay, so I started running, I would say, probably in about 2000. I remember the, the year because that was the, the year that I graduated from my residency program. Mm-hmm. And I just started running just to de-stress. Nothing big, little things around the neighborhood, what have you. That's also the year I got, I got married. So lots went on that year and needed to kind of de-stress and what have you. Um, fast forward about five years. That's the year I got unmarried. <laughs> I started <laughs> I started running again. And then it was more a matter of I just needed to clear my mind and think and process. And, and you know, you hear a lot of people that have a life event that leads them into running. And for me, it was a, a breakdown of a marriage. So uh, it was just a quiet time. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I just ran, you know, 10 miles or whatever. And I was like, I kind of like this. Um, so I use that really to get me through a, a pretty tough time. Um, and after I got a divorce and, you know, dealing with the issues of my kids not being with me 24 seven, when they weren't with me, I would run. So okay. it really, it filled a void for me. Mm. Yeah, I, that, that, that is a common, um, that's a common theme that I hear, you know, mm-hmm. either something happened, they, the doctor called them and told them, you're going to die if you don't lose you know, wait, they say, okay, but I better start running. Or there's some, you know, traumatic event. It yeah. took two years um, of my sister emailing me, um, trying to get me to run this Westport series. Um, and I just, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Tell me, you know, what's the information again? You know, right. <laughs> same, nothing changes, Derek. It's the same thing, you know, you pick up this running thing because she had, had gotten a um, physical, a personal trainer. You know, okay. so she wanted to make some changes in her life. And I was like, yeah, I'm really, I'm good on the running thing, but, um, I think we'll just, we'll, and then finally one day I just on a whim, just went and grabbed some, some sneakers from underneath the closet and went for a run. Uh-huh. And, but, but you, you, you kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Even beyond yeah. that. Doing well, tri- you know, well, and- well, when I started doing it, I kind of, it became a social thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of needed to get a new set of friends. Uh, you know, you have your friends when you're married and it was kind of, I needed to kind of start over and, um, you send them like a notice. Uh, Listen, we're, we're no longer yeah, look. <laughs> Listen, over. Check, check. Working out. So, thank you. But wow. a lot of those, a lot of those friends were a part of a lifestyle that I, I kind of was, was moving from. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it was, it was good. It was, it was, it was all right. Um, and then I met a new group of people and, you know, right away, um, my steps were ordered to some pretty phenomenal people mm-hmm. that I became really close with and are close with to this day. Um, and 
that's how I stuck with it. Then we started doing little trips together and, you know, having fun. And then our friendships went outside of running into other things. And uh, as you know, maybe you don't remember, probably about four years ago, I broke my leg. I mean, Ooh. bone out broke my leg. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't, re- I don't, re- I don't, re- I don't re- you didn't post pictures. I hope you didn't. I don't, re- I think I, I think, bones I think your leg. Yeah, no, I spared the pictures, but um, I fell in New Orleans and um, I had an open fracture. And I, I remember falling and I, I was with my son at Jazz Fest mm-hmm. and um, everybody was staring at me when I fell. And I'm like, well, what the heck? Why are they looking? Nobody's helping. And when I looked down, my son was like, mom, it's really bad. And I said, no, it's not that bad, Daniel. And I looked and my tibia had snapped in half and it was sticking out of my leg. So me, the doctor, I'm like, oh, snap, that's cool. I mean, I've never seen a bone. Where's my phone? (laughs) I was like, ooh. But, you know, everybody was freaked out. So um, as soon as that kind of happened, it didn't hurt or anything. Not at the moment. I think I was in in shock. But right away, I'm like, there goes my running. You know, it was really... Did you have a lined up? um, I did. I had my first triathlon coming up. I remember that morning at the hotel, I went up on the roof and did my laps because my first triathlon was going to be that week. So, uh, yeah, I was crushed. I was crushed. Mm. So how did you, how did you break it though? What did you, did you slip on something? So this was the one time ever in the history of jazz fest, they had a thunderstorm and it was lightning. So if you've ever been to Jazz Fest, it's this big music venue and it's on a a racetrack and they've got like 15 to 20 stages of varying music Um, and folks party. I mean, food, drink, you name it. And it started raining. No big deal. Party still goes on. But then it started having lightning, which, of course, was unsafe for the for the, you know, for the the, uh, performers. Mm -hmm. So they evacuated Jazz Fest. This has never happened ever in, in life, but you could see how the water started rising. And it just made you think about the hurricane there and, and Katrina and this thing, how that water rises. So by the time we got out of the racetrack, mm-hmm. the water was almost up to the windows of the cars. I mean, it was oh. crazy. Oh, so, oh, man. Yeah, it was bad. So we got to get back to the hotel. So we're we're kind of hauling butt trying to get to the hotel. Um and somewhere along the line, in that rain, I stepped into a pothole. Of course, I couldn't see it, but my foot went in there, and um, I twisted my ankle in there. And when I tried to lift my foot out, I fell forward, but my leg wasn't out of the hole. So mm. right there, it snapped on the on the concrete, and you heard a pop. And I thought they were shooting. I was like, "Daniel, get down!" <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a gunshot. I'm not, I am laughing. Let me not say I'm not laughing. It's- I did. I was like, damn, get, get down, you know. Uh, and sure enough, it was, it was my leg. And uh, I'll never forget it because I couldn't get my leg out of the hole, right? Because it was kind of hanging there, you know. My foot was looking that way and everybody was just, was just staring. Like nobody was helping us. And my son had this look on his face. He didn't know what to do, poor baby. Um, but uh, finally, some man came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. just like they helped me get across the street and there there it went and mm-hmm. you know me I was like um let's go to the hotel and get the insurance card make a couple phone calls my son was like mommy we need to go to the ER 
I was like, yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right. You're probably mm-hmm. right. <laughs> oh, man. That but, is... You know, it's, it's just scary. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. As a physician, it's just like, you know, well, how can this, how did this happen? Like, it's different being on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was kind of watching everything and in an unfamiliar area, in an unfamiliar hospital, I don't know anybody. I was like, oh, this is wow. not good. Yeah. Mm. So you, um, start doing triathlons your uh what, I started I started doing triathlons right before that happened I had decided to do a little sprint triathlon because all my mm-hmm. friends had kind of transitioned over so I was gonna my little swim was gonna be a, you know, a couple laps it was nothing big okay um I just wanted to do it once just to say that I did it but once I broke my leg and that recovered I really had to I couldn't run as much so mm-hmm. I started cycling and swimming more and I actually found out that I kind of like it, you know, and uh, I've been much less injury prone since I introduced the other disciplines because it's just not so much wear and tear pounding on the pavement, um, doing all the other stuff. It's a nice balance. It's a really nice balance. I'm like, man, I wish I had peaked this early in the game, but you know, it's all good. Yeah, I, I'm starting to see a, a trend online where the, there are a number of people picking up a cycle who were just strictly um, running. I'm like, okay, you've got a bike, you've got a helmet on, people are clipping in, clipping yeah. out. Yep, and but so, you know, what, you know hmm. what happens, and I see it too with my friends, everybody starts getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, everybody starts getting these little injuries and, and this kind of thing, and, you know, running's hard on the body. Mm-hmm. You know, period. That you pound, you're just pounding the pavement with all your weight. Yeah. Repetitively, you know, it's two, it's two, two feet hitting the ground. That's that's everything. I wonder sometimes how I'm able um, to do this thing. And I, I that's when, when when people, you know, I think about running sometimes, and it it seems almost like a religion for mm-hmm. where and and I don't know if because I don't know if people I feel like I'm I'm proselytized. I'm butchering the word. Prophesizing. <laughs> Not prophesizing. Proselytizing. That's what That's I was thinking. Okay. So I felt like, you know, you feel like an ambassador. You know, okay. somebody sees you in running gear and they ask you, and, and it's not like, you know, I'm trying to get them to run, but they start telling me all the reasons why they can't run. Have you ever yeah. experienced that? Like, all the time. It's bad on my All knee. the time. I would, I could, you know, but I. I Right, I'm gonna leave that to you. you I'm gonna leave that that's to you. something. I'm like, yeah. I, didn't ask you. I don't. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. You know, go ahead, do what you got to do. Right. Um, but what really uh, grabbed my attention about you is this this trip that you were doing to Haiti. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, this is Dr. Angela Best. She is going to Haiti. What is it about Haiti that that led you to start this um this this venture over there? Yeah. So um, I'd always wanted to do a medical mission trip, um, mm-hmm. but kind of like people with running, you always find an, an excuse. So it was never the right time. You know, let me wait till the kids get older. Let me wait until the practice is until I have a partner in the practice. Let me wait until this. Let me wait until that. And um, my friend Larry, um, who, who goes on this trip, he was like, you have an excuse every time. Like he called me out and I was like, you know, you're right. I'm going, I- I'm going to go. 
Mm-hmm. And once I said it, I was locked in, you know what I mean? So I had, I was a little nervous at first. I didn't know what to expect. Um, we don't learn much about Haiti. We don't know. All I knew was, you know, third world country, you know, it's yeah. terrible. And, you know, shithole country, you know, what are what the things you hear. So yeah. I didn't know what to expect whatsoever. Um, but I went there and I was just, you know, overcome with so many emotions. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I mean, yeah. yes, there's poverty. Yes, it's crowded. Um, lots of things are not what, what we're used to, but the people are just, it's just beautiful people. Um, the land is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's on a Caribbean island, you know, that yeah. the beaches are untouched because there's no hotels there, um, you know, no resorts and things of this nature, or not many. Um, but you have a mountainous terrain, you've got waterfalls. I mean, it's really nice. It's like, man, if somebody would come build this up, we can get some money up in here, right? <laughs> get some infrastructure. Um, and then just the mission of my work. I mean, I've never been so sincerely thanked by patients before mm-hmm. as I was that first, every time I go to Haiti. What was the first trip there? So my first trip there was in 2014. Okay. Yeah, I've gone I've gone five times. And yep, when that year I broke my leg, I didn't go that year. And then I skipped a couple of years ago as well. Um, I can't remember why, but um, yeah, it, it it took me a little while after that first trip to go back um, mm. because it, it I wasn't ready. Mm. I wasn't ready. I literally, I, I wasn't ready to see that level of poverty, to see... You know, when we would drive our van down the street, children would come running after the van, just begging for a piece of candy for, for whatever we could, could give them. It was just really sad. Um, and I, I just wasn't ready just to see homes with like no running water, no bathrooms. I mean, literally, there was a body of water and people were doing everything in this water. People were collecting the water to cook and drink. People were bathing in the water. People had their mo- their mopeds in the water, washing their moped. People were washing clothes in this water, mm-hmm. all in this one water. I'm like, what is the deal? But they have a big water problem there. It's a resource we take for granted. We turn on the water. Yeah. Shoot. I'm guilty. I was running the water today and went over and made a cup of coffee, left the water running. I mean, you know, we, we take it we take it for, for granted. Yeah. You know, when, I, a- when, when, I, when I got to, um, I'm from Barbados, and I remember... Um, I don't know where it stemmed from, but they would have these conversations where they would put one against the other. You know, you're from, you know, being from the island, you know, you got you got here on a banana boat. So it was okay. I got here on a banana boat. So anybody that came from the Caribbean was all Jamaican. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not from Jamaica. I'm from Barbados. Um, And so there's this thing, but everyone, there was always this but I'm not from Haiti, like as if Haiti yeah. was like this, this, this thing. I was like, I don't understand that. And it wasn't until recently where um, you find out that they fought for their independence. Yeah. I'm like, well, I never heard that. Like, why didn't you tell me that part? Yeah. Because that would make that would give me a sense of pride as as a young person knowing like, I didn't know anything about Barbados. I didn't know anything about the Caribbean. They said boat. I went upstairs. And the only thing I remember about boat, remember the ice cream truck that would come by and you see the banana boat 
So I'm like, we got here on that? I'm like, Pops, I don't know. I'm asking you. I went swimming and I, I take this is the first time I'd ever been in ocean water. So I, I'm like, this salt? How did they get the salt? That's a lot of salt, Dad. How did they get the right. It's like, your Pops, if you, he didn't answer me. He just chooks his teeth, you know. I'm like, if you don't know, you don't know. Just If you could just say you don't know, Pops, but right. I'm, I'm curious right. how to get the salt in the water. So, but going there and, and seeing it, then it gave me a sense of pride, you know. Mm-hmm. They took part of my fa- father's land, and so as part of compensation, they put up a, um, you know, a, a sign, Oxley on Oxley Road, you know. Oh, that's cool. Like, okay, yeah. So they you, you okay. start feeling like, oh wow, oh wow, this is this is um this is all right. Yes. So, but a sense of pride. A sense of pride. So to know yeah. that you were you're in a country that 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 stood up and fought for their independence, yo, that made me that gave me some yeah. I was like, why didn't they tell us that about Haiti? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can say I can I'm in the same place as you because it wasn't until I went there that mm-hmm. I started reading. And I'm like, man, because I wanted to know. I'm like, how can I, what, what more can I do? So I started really digging in. And um, when I found that out, I mean, they're the only country that fought and gained their freedom from slavery. So herein lies the issue. So from that time forward, no one wants to acknowledge them because they didn't want anybody else to get any ideas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, particularly here in the United States. Um, so they have been literally treated like terribly as far as people giving aid or humanitarian efforts. I mean, you know, no one makes a big deal about what's going on down there. Um, mm-hmm. And it stems from their history. But that sense of pride you know, the systemic racism in this country, they don't want us to have pride in our history. Yeah. You know, they want us to believe our history is what they show us. These mm-hmm. Confederate monuments all over the place and all this, you know what I mean? Um, so I really, you know, I, what was I probably at that time, 45. I just learned it myself. I was yeah. like, dang, I didn't learn a lot of stuff in my day. I've even taken black history classes and this, mm-hmm. this and that. I had never really learned about the history of Haiti. Yeah. Um, So finding out about it, it, it's incredible. It really is. And it really makes you kind of look, literally look at the people there. And I mean, our ancestors could have, could have come through Haiti. I mean, they say with the transatlantic slave trade, probably about half the slaves came through Haiti. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, man, I haven't been to Africa yet, but when I was in Haiti, I'm like, I kind of felt like, you know, I have some roots here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you talked about it, yet you were going, I was like, I want to, I want to go. I wanted to be able to capture it. So I I reached out to one of the, um, to Ashley Toussaint, who's from Haiti and to just kind of get a feel for, for the terrain, you know, like, so if I go, what, what do I need to Oh know, yeah, be, be aware of. And you know, yep. he, he talked me through. So if you're, if you're interested in going, he's got somebody who takes people on, on like tour guides because you can get connected with the wrong person or whatever, and then it becomes a problem. Right. And so, but there's there's this there's this thing that that I guess you I, you may not doing these episodes or doing these shows, you get connected with different people. So if I never met Ashley Toussaint, who's from Haiti, 
I wouldn't have a, a connection to say, pick up the phone and, and call him to find out about it. And, right. and to, to, to see that you were going there and like, people need to, to know uh, yeah. about what you're doing as, as an ordinary person. Um, you know, what we, what we based our, our show off of the premises, you know, just ordinary people doing mm-hmm. extraordinary things within their communities. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not really like fascinated or, enamored with the inner workings of you know stars lives like i don't i don't you know yeah i'm with you like (laughs) watch like mtv you know cribs and and sit down and and be like wow that's great only thing i would say is like i know that people like that stuff and if you've got this big car people are curious as to how you got this big car and if Mm -hmm. i can show you something positive you're like shiny things so i get it right but you got this thing here, if you're not yes. familiar with, with, I got my, my notice in the mail. Very I'm good. I'm about <laughs> it so you, so you can see where your money is going. If you uh, yes. concerned, yes. you get a detailed uh, breakdown of what's going on, you know, in Haiti. and Which is great stuff. Yeah. And, and this organization that I go with, it, it's really, it's some, it's some, some good people. Mm-hmm. Um, just genuine, everyday type people and, and humble people. They're not looking for admiration and all this kind of thing. It's just like, Hey, mm-hmm. this, we're going to go help some people. Yeah. So and it's cool. You say you know it like I mean? it's, it's just low key. I'm like, yo, people need to know so they can give us some more money and, 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 and some resources and, <laughs> and talk about a lot of stuff. I'm like, I don't care about Kanye running for president. Oh Lord, right. Dr. Angela Best and what she's doing. I I found out about and I and I used to refer to him as Ben um Ben Franklin, but it's not Ben Franklin, it's Ben Fountain. So he's got this book. He wasn't an author originally, but he visited Haiti and then he kept going back. Mm-hmm. And so what is it about Haiti that keeps you coming back? Oh, okay. So for me, and man, I wish I could go there now. I actually um, emailed one of the ladies down there, one of the nurses down there. And I'm like, man, I sure could use some Haiti right now. There's just a peace that you get. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a peacefulness that you get just being there. Um, the people are so nice. They are kind of humble, God-fearing, respectable people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it doesn't matter what you have, what you don't have. Everybody just treats you really just nice. And I, I guess because it's a country where people don't have a lot of stuff, they're not trying to nickel and dime you. You don't have people running up to you trying to sell you stuff. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, whatever I can help you with, I'm going to help you. And it was, you know, evident that first time I went, um, we would always have a group of kids come around us, like wherever we went, a group of kids would come around. So someone had told me, you know, bring some candy, bring some gum, whatever. So I would have a hand, a hand of candy and I would give it to one kid. And instead of them sticking it in their pocket, trying to save it for later, you know, the first thing they did was pass it out to every other kid. Right. And I was like, dang. So. I don't really know if, if I don't even know if my kids would do that. I mean, I think that they would. I like to think that they would, but you know, it's just this this whole attitude, and it's yeah. such a 
180 from what I deal with on a day-to-day here. Mm. I mean, I'll have patients calling, cuss me out because I didn't call in their prescription quick enough. I'll see a patient in the office. They literally leave the office and I go see another patient, but they go right to the pharmacy. I haven't even stopped yet to call in their prescription. And Mm. they're calling up me, cursing me out. I'm like, really? You know what I'm saying? It's it's this, this, this thing. So it's so nice to do the things that I enjoy doing mm-hmm. and that I train to do without worrying about somebody's insurance, their copay. Are they going to put a bad review on me on the social media? I mean, you know, I, I, yeah. I just go there and I just work. Mm-hmm. I just do what I'm trained to do. And it's just so refreshing. So that piece of it. But when you talk about what does Haiti look like, it's it's gorgeous. So it's very hilly. Um, and so we do a lot of hiking when, when we're there and it's just untouched. So you Mm -hmm. want to talk about the most beautiful waterfalls and everything, but no one's messing around with it. Like it's just there. So you just stumble upon it and you're like, Ooh, look at this, you know? Um, so it's, someone had talked to me once about trying to do a 5k or a run there. I'm like, no, it's not that kind of place. It's not really where you're going to go running. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, the streets are full of mopeds and, you know, the infrastructure is not that great. Okay. But the nature there is just really, really nice. Um, and you hear... No, wait, no, 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 no. Wait a second. I remember I had a guest on. He went there. He was covering footage for... Um, he was covering footage and I think it was this, this ultra marathon that they were doing. Do we in Haiti, in Haiti? Oh Lord. Where were they running? I don't know where they were running, but he went there. Dewey is the, um, Dewey was a guest on the show. Dewey is the gentleman who was putting together all of the, um, runner's world magazines. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the representation matters. He was the guy that, that was designing these. He visited Haiti and he, he wasn't a runner at the time. So okay. he went to Haiti to cover this ultra marathon and it's like 200 mile race or whatever that's covered over a period of time. Oh, and, uh-huh. So I'm like, if they're doing a, if they're doing, you know, that an ultra marathon, a 5k, I guess they could, they could tweak out a 5k. Yeah. He got so he got so captured by it that he kept going back year after year. He was inspired to start Koreatown when he got back to uh, to the States. And start, he started a running club based off of his trip going to Haiti. So I'm really? like, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, what is it about Haiti that keeps people coming back? I'm telling you, it's the people, it's the culture, it's the history. Mm-hmm. It is... Now, this is going to sound, well, I don't know. But, okay, so you know here, you go to Baltimore, you go to any city, and you visit the forts that were built during the Revolutionary War and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to go to a fort that was built to keep the slave people out, to keep slave slavery out. You know, it's just more pride, kind of like you said. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's the kind of fort I want to see. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of fort I want my kids to see. I want them to see how these folks were strong enough and brave enough and bold enough to get the French up out of there. Yeah. And they built these forts that are actually still standing. The ruins are fabulous. Yeah. Um, they're still there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, you had people who didn't have much of much. 
but you see what they did. And like I said, it's, I'm all for, you know, it's cool to go see the stuff here and everything, but when it pertains to your individual history, Mm -hmm. it has a different effect on you. Yeah. It just really, it just really does. Um, absolutely. So, you know, I, I just so wish that other people were interested because they really do have, it could be a source of income for tourism, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who would ever think of going on a vacation in Haiti, right? Yeah. And I'm serious. There is a lot to see there, especially for folks like us that like to do outdoor things, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a lot they got to punished see. Because, because they, um, because they revolted, you think? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, just- over mm-hmm. here in America, these slave owners didn't want folks to know what was going on down in Haiti. Mm-hmm. So the black people took up and kicked them out. You know, <laughs> I mean, well, why wouldn't corporations um, visit now? Like they actually, well, they actually made a movie that there. Double O Seven shot a movie there. Really? In Haiti? Yeah, I, I was like, okay, because I, I wouldn't have been a Double O Seven fan, but I had no choice but to watch Bond. James Bond, Sean Bond, Connery, yes. you know, because my parents were watching that. We had the one TV, let my sisters right. tell it they had a TV in their room. I don't remember a TV being in their room, Eleanor. But um, so Bond, I they, they, they shot a, a show in. Really? Yeah. One of the. Well, this, this is good. Yeah. And I can, I, it's probably for a movie place less expensive than going to, you know, Aruba or some other Caribbean place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you go there, I'm telling you, when I just went, just went, mm-hmm. the beaches are empty. There ain't nobody on the beach. You go on the beach and it's just you on the beach. Wow. They don't go to the beach and it's right there. But it's not in there. You know, they're trying to live day to day, figure out where the next food's coming from because mm-hmm. food insecurity is a huge issue there. Mm-hmm. Um so going and laying on the beach is not in the forefront of their mind. Gotcha. But it's literally untouched. So when we go there, you just can just have, you know, you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains. It's a lot to see. Mm. It's a lot to see. F- Final question for you. Do you watch uh, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not a TV person. <laughs> I like to watch documentaries and CNN and the History Channel. I know, I know, I'm a little boring, but uh, I know I didn't uh, say anything. Especially, especially doctor shows because I'm like that would never happen. That would never happen. That would never happen. And I'm like all these romances and all these things. Thank God that doesn't happen. <laughs> so it sounds like you must have watched an episode or two and heard about it. I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. I heard about it, but I, I never watched it. Gotcha. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much, Dr. Best, for being here. Um, plug the uh, the site where people can go and find out yes. more about the project. Yes. Yes. And if anybody's interested in going, I will tell you, I've brought people with me who are not medical. Um, mm-hmm. If you have two hands and any kind of skill whatsoever, there's there's things to be done. Um, in, in plug Haiti. the site. Andrew. I will. I will plug the site. It's CCH. Wait, cchaiti.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll post it somewhere. Um, and you're killing me, Angela. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll post it somewhere <laughs> out there. <laughs> I 
don't know. Just stick this needle somewhere. Just, just hold that up. Just yeah, hold just, that up. Just, just hold this up. Yo, go to www.cchaiti.org. www.cchaiti.org for further information. She is Amen. Yo, she just downplaying it. Yeah, I should have pressed her, right? I'm not going to edit that part out either. <laughs> you know, that is, that's nice. You know, it's like, yo, go somewhere. I don't know. Anywhere. You know, you know, yeah. You'll find it. Hopefully, you'll find it. If not, hey. But I was looking for it. I'm so glad that you um that you, you took the time out. I know, you know, you got to practice. You, 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 you've got other things going on. And yeah, I, I got a lot going on. I didn't even talk about some of the other stuff that I discovered. And I'm not a troll, you know, when I'm, it's called research when you're research. in my field. Yeah. And I, I see that there's a passion that, that's coming out. I think um, with, with, with being locked down and the news cycle, it, it, is, it is causing to, to um, you know. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the a, here's a last tidbit. I am named after Angela Davis. So, you know, I do have my own views. <laughs> And in the in the in the era of Trump, in the uh-huh. era of Trump, it's coming out. It's coming, it's coming out. out. Oh, I, it's coming I, out. A, a young lady from Generation G- Z earlier today, when I logged in, she had the big afro. I'm like, oh boy, that's Angela Davis. At some point, she's doing like this because there's somebody off camera. It's her mother, and I wasn't expecting her mother to be on the call. But I was like, yo. Let your mother see what's going on and let her know you're not talking to some creep or whatever. And come to find out, you know, her mother is like, yo, you, you are fortunate because you, you, what you're doing and it, the, the values that you're instilling in your child, it's paying off. You know, there, there's some people that you reach out to and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, send mm-hmm. me back and back. And she was like, yo, how about today? You know, I had a full schedule yesterday. I'm like, okay, well, today is not, yeah, we could do today. I made it work. Uh, right. She got out of school late, so she wasn't able to do it. But then she didn't put it off to like another day. It was like, how about tomorrow? So Let's we make it happen, right? Got an interview today, and I'm like, yo, you you should be proud of like your daughter. She's doing her thing. I'm like, yo, this is what it's about. You know, just kind of continuing the cycle. So it was funny. Yep. She had a big pro. I was like, yo, yeah, so <laughs> so wait till next time you see me. This is gonna be all out. <laughs> it's gonna be out. Okay, it's I was like, be that dashiki she got on. That's nice. I thought I should have dressed up. I oh, thank I you. Thank you. No, this is this is what I like. All right, my brother. We do appreciate it. Again, if you haven't already um, checked out Angela, Dr. Angela Best, I know she's probably got a book coming out. Next time she's on, she's going to plug. Oh, hello. All right. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. I do like to write, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Thank you so much, Angela. All right. I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Okay. Thank you. Oh, man. That was fun. (laughs) 